Sci Musica. I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores. And, and this, this is Curtain Call. Call. We're back offering our picks for the coolest arts and culture from Reno to Davis. With a focus on the best stuff right here in the foothills. And on this episode, we're previewing the Nevada County Fair, the Brubeck Brothers California Connection, and the life of a freelance guitarist, one who played with Sinatra and a former Beatle. And let's open with a festival about being grateful. Cold unshackled ball and chain Listen to the whistle of the evening train Well, you know, Jenny, wind up there If you don't head back to Tennessee, Jenny that's the Deadbeats playing the song Tennessee Jed by Robert Hunter, first performed by the Grateful Dead in 1971. And the Dead live on and on and on through the devotion of their many fans, many of whom live around us in the foothills. That's why we're talking about Jerry Bash, named for the late Dead guitarist Jerry Garcia, and originally organized by the Deadbeats and now produced through the Miners Foundry. The Deadbeats topped the lineup along with Sugar Mountain, Bob Woods and Juliet Gobert, the great Kyle Ledson with his band Broken Compass, and the Santa Cruz-based Wolf Jet. Jerry Bash is Saturday, August 6th at Pioneer Park from 2 to 10 p.m. Now here's a band that really mixes things up. By the of the torches, the was That's the music of Roselit Bone, a song called Surgeon Saw. And this band takes elements from goth and punk and country and spaghetti western soundtracks. And Mexican Ranchera, you can hear those fabulous horns in the mix and comes up with something utterly fresh. The seven-piece band is out of Portland, fronted by Charlotte McCaslin, who grew up in Southern California, so maybe that's why her music is so strange and compelling. Yeah, Roselet Bone plays Harlow's in Sacramento, Saturday, August 6th. And there's one more show this weekend worth checking out. Taj Mahal, the great and now elderly bluesman, you know, he's not as dynamic as he once was. He mostly sits through his performances, but what a great catalog of songs he has to play with his unique mix of the blues and jazz and world music. Taj Mahal plays the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley Saturday, also August 6th. There are no bad choices this weekend. Hey, Cy, I'll meet you at the fair. Vroom, vroom. Sounds from the Monster Truck Show at the Nevada County Fair. Maybe the best fair in all of California. No, it is the best fair in all of California. About 100,000 people attend each year, drawn by the great food, the horse training demos, the carnival rides, the jams, the quilts, the crafts, and the FFA and 4-H kids with their pampered pigs, chickens, lambs, and cows. Not to mention the Destruction Derby, all set amidst the most beautiful fairgrounds in the world. That's where we met up with Dale Chase, the fairground's new executive director. We sat out in the shade of a ponderosa pine as a crew chipped down limbs, and we started by talking... Sorry if it's a bummer. ...about COVID preparations. 
Well, we're still following the same measures that we did in last year, and uh, we still have our masks, you know, available to the public. We got the, the hand sanitizer stations all set up, and we have signage that's around to try to, you know, make sure people wash their hands and distancing and doing whatever we can. And, and masking is voluntary. It is voluntary, yeah, but we want to provide those and give the people the opportunity to make that choice. It is very important that we, we're still careful here. Treat Street is a big tradition here, and it's an enormous fundraiser, the life or death of many of these community organizations. Tell me how Treat Street is going to be this year, and, and what does it mean to you as well? What do you think about the whole tradition? Well, Treat Street is part of the essence of the Nevada County Fairgrounds. They're all volunteers, nonprofit. And, you know, when, one of the pe things I asked, you know, a lot of people about, what do you want to see in your fair? And I, I always assumed it was because of my background, entertainment and the rides and, you know, what's in the arena. Well, the number one thing was food. But at the same time, the quality has to be up, but the pricing has to be down. So I've, I've been to some of these other fairs recently, and I, I, that's one of the part of the things when I do research is that I'm seeing what other people are doing, what other fairgrounds, and the fair pricing and the food pricing is just through the roof. We're trying to control that, and that's what Treat Street gives us that wonderful quality at a lower price because they're volunteers is putting it back into the community. There would be a mutiny here in Nevada County if you said Treat Street was going commercial. People it would is. boycott the fair, people would be picketing in their parking lot. You're right. <laughs> you know, and Holly and I had a conversation about what it was that was the essence of the fair for her and for me. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's this connection between the kids and their animals, despite the fact that the animals are heading for the slaughterhouse. And Holly said, Treat Street. Treat Street. <laughs> I went fair week. There were times I put in 60 hours easy in booths. Yeah. And, um, but also, I've talked to some people recently about the same thing, being out here. And I talked to locals who said, this is where I grew up. And when I was eight years old, I was in one of those booths washing dishes or when I was old enough being at the window and now it's a reunion people come back for the fair that have graduated and moved away so the fair is more than just a week in August it really is part of their tradition. Yeah that treat street is the community and it's magical because you'll see grandfathers and, and grandparents and you'll see some young kids and stuff like that all part of that component of this fairgrounds. You say your door is open to uh, passers-by, community members coming in and offering suggestions. What's the best suggestion for future activities here at the fair that you've heard? Uh, well, the best su suggestion is is that uh, let's make sure that we have our prices in check here. I mean, people are going to this, you know, to these other fairs and they're getting shocked. So please don't gouge us with these high prices and. I mean, I was, Cal Expo, they got, you know, KC and the Sunshine Band. Are we willing to pay 20 grand, 30 grand for this one night show? Well, I'd rather lower the cost down and everybody enjoy Treat Street, get a corn dog, watch a, a band play their favorite tunes, and I think that's where we gain the value. Check 
Chase's book, Nevada City Band, Achilles Wheel, to headline the main stage Thursday at the Nevada County Fair. Tribute bands headline other nights, like One of These Nights with music by the Eagles and Riff Raff out of Sacramento with songs by ACDC. But what really makes a great county fair? What is your favorite thing about the Nevada County Fair? I think the favorite thing is, is it's the people, you know, um, and my wife getting involved in a lot of the community aspects of, you know, volunteering and such. And it's not a normal fair grounds. It's actually totally different. It is community based and everybody comes here and it's, I would say, it's not the fair. It's Nevada County reunion. We all come here to see each other. One of the things I liked about Dale is that he really gets how special the fair is to our locals. And while he has a responsibility to make the fairground self-sustaining, he doesn't plan to do that on the backs of fairgoers. So get your tickets early. There are many ways to save money if you plan ahead. Yeah, I mentioned the best part of the fair for me is the livestock show. And I talked to 10-year-old Isaac Alfaro on his family ranch just south of Grass Valley. Isaac is 4-H and he's raising a lamb named Potato for the Youth Livestock Competition. He's a Hampshire cross. What made you choose him? It's a him, yes. Yes. Uh He was one of the friendliest out of the group, and I don't know, he just caught my eye. And what do you do uh, every day with him? He looks terrific. He's got this beautifully shorn coat, black head, and a gray coat, and with these long black socks on. And uh, how, how do they judge... A, a lamb like this? So a lot of times it's muscle and confirmation and then how you are, how you're handling the animal and then his stance. So it, partly it's how you yeah. a, a relate to the animal? Yes. Huh. So they're judging you too? Yes. He's been very well behaved. Yeah. Does he bleat at all? Does he make any noise? Potato, can we hear you? Oh, he's sniffing the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. How do you feel about Potato? What do you feel in your heart about Potato? I feel better. Like, he made my life more exciting. Do you feel, is he your buddy? Is he your friend? Yes. Can you tell him things that you can't tell other people? Yeah, sometimes. And I've been putting my sunglasses on him. (laughs) And yet he's not your pet. He's a livestock. Yeah. So how do you separate that in your head? Uh, You get really close to him, but he's destined for another fate. Yeah. I just kind of embrace the moment, the time I have with him, and then it rewinds again the next year. Isaac gets a little help raising potato from his dad, Tony, a farrier, and his mom, Danielle, who trains Mustangs. Danielle's been attending the fair since she was a baby. I grew up raising livestock for the fair, um, and now it's heartwarming to me that my son is doing the same thing. You know, people have all these different things that they love the most. Some people say Treat Street, others say the rides. Yes, um, the animals are, of course, my favorite part. But I love meeting my friends there. I love all the family involvement. Um, Everyone just goes out and has a great time. See you all at the fair Wednesday, August 10th through Sunday, August 14th. Tickets are as low as $3 on Thursday. Now, some more music.
a familiar and dazzling tune, Blue Rondo a la Turk, if you know jazz at all, by the legendary pianist Dave Brubeck, played on this cut by two men who learned the music directly from the source, their dad. I'm very fortunate because I, I grew up in a musical family. That's bassist and trombonist Chris Brubeck, Dave's son, who plays in the Brubeck Brothers Quartet with Brother Dan. Like there was no one when I was growing up saying, don't do music, you ought to become a doctor. I know plenty of musicians that had to rebel against that. My parents couldn't say, are you crazy being a musician? How do you make a living? You know, sometimes second generation musicians want to throw off their father or mother's legacy. But Chris and Dan embraced their dad's musical influence while making it their own sound. It's pretty much, you know, hard swing and mainstream jazz, but because of the age we are, we also have a language that includes a little bit of funk. My brother Dan, as a drummer, I mean, when people see him, they freak out because he plays amazing drum solos, but it's more like you're watching Keith Moon plays jazz drum solos. Chris lives in Connecticut. He grew up there, but he and his brother Dan have solid California roots. Dave Brubeck grew up as a cowboy in Ione before choosing music over livestock, and he founded a jazz institute at his alma mater, the University of the Pacific in Stockton. Yeah, so it's no surprise that Chris and Dan were in the Sierra last month teaching a jazz camp at Classical Tahoe, which we talked about last month. We asked Chris, what do you tell young musicians when playing jazz these days is by no means the most lucrative gig? When some person in Thailand or someplace says, I want to be a Buddhist monk, they feel that that's their calling. They know they're not going to get rich doing it. In fact, they're going to walk through the streets with a wooden bowl and a saffron robe. And, you know, the people that love jazz, where it really bites them in the ass and they want to do it, it's the most challenging music in the world. And you can't escape the gravity of it. It pulls you into it. The Brubeck Brothers Quartet with Chris on trombone and bass, Dan on drums, Mike D'Amico on the guitar, and Chuck Lamb on piano play the Miner's Foundry Thursday, August 11th. And one other jazz recommendation, the always classy Diane Schur with Ernie Watts and the 17-piece Reno Jazz Orchestra play the Nightingale Concert Hall at the University of Nevada, Reno, on August 21st. And then Schur is at Sand Harbor State Park on the North Shore of Lake Tahoe on August 22nd. And that second concert is outdoors, a nice thing in the age of Omicron Variant 5. Now for a funk classic. George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic is one oldies band we can recommend with a whole heart. Even though they haven't put out anything fresh in years, yeah, this is a story of famous dog. For the dog that chases its tail, we'll be busy. These are clapping dogs, rhythmic dogs, harmonic dogs, house dogs, stick dogs. Dogs of the world unite, dancing dogs. Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic define a truly atomic-powered level of R&B dance music, the love child of Sun Ra and James Brown. Yeah, Clinton had a pacemaker installed a few years ago, and he said he wasn't going to tour anymore, and we're glad he changed his mind. You can get your funk on with George Clinton at the Regional Park Outdoor Amphitheater in Truckee, August 14th. We've been wanting to get this next artist on the show since we started Curtain Call, and he's one of the people who makes living in Nevada County such a rich musical experience. Mm-hmm. 
dazzling guitar work of George Sousa. And you've heard him play if you spend time in any of a dozen restaurants and bars from Sacramento to Truckee. He's the man dressed in black, usually with a hat, playing flamenco, jazz standards, and the blues, stopping every now and then to say hello to an old friend or tell a slightly lame joke. I like to say I used to practice four hours a day to get better, and now I practice four hours a day so I get worse slower. We talked to George the other day at the Holbrook Hotel in Grass Valley and asked him about surviving the pandemic as a live performer. Well, it was rough. Because if, if you remember, the first few months everywhere was closed. And then people would just, just, was just take out. And then after everything settled down, some places didn't start music up again until outside probably last summer. And so now it's kind of better and back to almost normal as far as the amount of places to play. How did we end up with the great George Souza here in Nevada County? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Started at the age of eight, went to the University of Rhode Island, Berkeley School of Music, and the University of Utah, which had great jazz programs. Uh, ended up around here because of a girl. But I met my uh, wife in Utah, Salt Lake City, and she was from Paradise. Long story short, it's a long and winding road, but that's how I ended up out here. You get a lot of requests, I'm guessing. What do people usually request? Yeah, it could be anything from uh, Somewhere My Love to... Uh, Lukenbach, Texas. Lukenbach, Texas, that's Holly's favorite. I play a lot of flamenco and a lot of jazz and instrumental stuff. I'm not really a, a hit machine. So you played in the 70s and 80s, you worked with the Vibrations, this R&B band, and then you were in these house bands in... Like at at Harris, in Reno, and and in Lake Tahoe. So that takes a really high level of professionalism, to be able to play with anybody who comes into the club. Well, you got to be able to read, good enough to do it. Have you always made a living as a musician? You call this living? (laughs) Yes. I know that you play a number of instruments. Not really that many. I play electric bass, lots of kinds of guitars, you know, 12-string, steel-string, classical, flamenco, and trumpet and flugelhorn. That's a funny combination. How, how did that happen? When I was in grade school, you know, you'd have a music teacher that came around uh, once a week, and you couldn't really take guitar. I'm so old, they didn't really respect it as, a, as an instrument. <laughs> and I, the trumpet was the loudest one, so that's what I took. Your bio says you play... Uh, jazz and flamenco and R&B and funny bone. What's funny bone? Well, that's that's best thing, because I tell I tell stupid jokes. None of none of which are appropriate for here. The later the evening, the more colorful the joke. In addition to the fact that this has been your livelihood, you also give back a lot. He does a good funeral. I've been to several. Just as you know, anybody that lives long enough loses people that they care about, and we've lost a lot of great musicians and friends around here. One of them being Mikhail Graham, who really did a lot for everybody in booking music, events, etc., Center for the Arts. Danny Buttercavoli, great friend. Saul Rayo, another great musician and friend. Tom Agar, 
great drummer. I hope I die leaving the club, not before I start. <laughs> Tell us about that connection you had in Truckee one night when some guy wanted to come sit in and play with your band. Paul McCartney had come out to Truckee because his wife at the time was disabled and they had a famous disabled skiing thing at Altime Meadows. So one year he just showed up and then they knew he was going to come the next year. So we, since we were kind of the house band, they asked me to play. They knew he was coming, but I wasn't supposed to tell anybody, which I didn't. And, and yet, it was on a Monday, and there were like 200 people there. So I didn't say anything, but somebody did. And he just said, you mind if I sit in? You knew he was coming? No, we, we knew he was going to sit in. He sat right in front. He really liked the music. I hung out with him a lot. He sat in and did about three or four songs, all jazz songs or blues. He didn't want to hear about the Beatles. You know, he was just a real good guy. Fun. So what is it about Grass Valley and Nevada City? that makes it such a hive of great music. Because musicians attract musicians and artists. I mean, Gary Snyder and um, Terry Riley, Alistair Frazier, it's a creative place. I mean, I started coming around here about 40 years ago, and there were already a lot of good musicians. So musicians and work attracts musicians. Holly wrote a really nice profile of George Souza for the Union, so check that out. He's at Tofanelli's in Grass Valley most Wednesday evenings. You can also catch Souza at Lucchese's Wine Tasting Room, at Alexander's Station Steakhouse most Friday nights, and at 111 Bistro in Nevada City. Here's another aging musical genius, one still churning out fresh material. Ramona Yala just about invented Conjunto Norteño. That's the bouncy Mexican border music uh, featuring the accordion. And Ayala has recorded thousands of songs, and his fans can sing along to most of them. Ayala and his accordion play the Thunder Valley Casino August 16th, and he's at the Reno Ballroom on August 20th and 21st. This is also your last chance to see Sierra Stage's presentation of Sweeney Todd, a truly terrific staging of Stephen Sondheim's masterpiece. It's at the Nevada Theater through August 6th. And you can count on great drama under the big top when Cirque du Soleil is at its best. Cirque du Soleil is rebooting the 28-year-old show Alegria with its clowns and high-flying acrobatics. And Cirque is not always as funny or thrilling as it thinks it is. Uh, but I think every kid and adult should catch a Cirque show at least once. This was a great one when it first came out. Cirque du Soleil performs under the big top at Rayleigh Field in Sacramento through August 28th. And I see the San Francisco Mime Troupe is back on the road after a two-year break for the pandemic. Now that we can all go out of our houses. Going back to the way it was before the pandemic, as nice as that sounds, is not going to fix all of our problems. Climate change. The murder of George Floyd. Roe v. Wade. The fires. Really, the good old days, they weren't that good. 
Yeah, the San Francisco Mime Troops new musical is back to the way things were. And that clip gives you an idea of the themes explored by this collective socialist theater company with a revolutionary red star for its logo. Uh, the Mime Troupe is at Richard Brunel Hall at Davis High School in Davis for one show Wednesday, August 10th. That's Agitprop at its best. Right on. Right on. As the leader of Creedence Clearwater Revival back in the 60s, John Fogarty forged a distinctive sound all his own, Swamp Rock. Fogarty, born in Berkeley and sounding great there. Uh, unlike many aging rockers, Fogarty is still writing fresh songs, like what we just heard, 110 in the Shade. It's off his new album, A Blue Moon Swamp, equal parts blues, R&B, and swampy soul. Fogarty has written and recorded countless hits whose titles almost tell a story of their own. Born on the Bayou, Running Through the Jungle, While Watching a Bad Moon Rising, and we Californians totally get Have You Ever Seen the Rain While Stuck in Lodi. <laughs> That fortunate son, John Fogarty, is performing in Rockland at Thunder Valley on August 19th and in Reno at the Nugget Event Center on August 20th. Your one last cut now from a young star of bluegrass. This is so good. The song is Back to Bluegrass by Santa Cruz's A.J. Lee with her band, The Blue Summit. She writes and sings, and she plays a terrific mandolin, and she's won a bunch of awards from the Northern California Bluegrass Society. A.J. Lee and Blue Summit play the Cypress in Reno August 19th, the Auburn State Theater on August 20th, and then Goldfield Trading Post on September 22nd. Yeah, so worth seeing. And we had Grateful Dead, 
and bluegrass on the same show. Everybody should be happy now. And we aren't finished because we have Ridgestock Music and Sustainability Expo returning after a two-year break in a new incarnation. Catch lectures and workshops on sustainability and then listen to the music of Nervous Ending and Kentucky, Brotherly Mud and Afrolicious, just doing their part to make sustainability sexy. That's August 27th <laughs> at the historic North Columbia Schoolhouse. That's a wrap, but we're back with a fall preview on September 2nd. And you can get our podcast from kvmr.org so you never miss our show. I'm Holly Grimaldi-Flores. I'm Cy Musiker. And, and this, this is Curtain Call, Call coming, coming to you from KVMR-FM, KVMR Nevada, Nevada City. City.